Appreciate you sitting down, dude. Yeah, um, no problem. I guess we'll kind of get the uh, the fun stuff out of the way first. What did uh, what you think about the Nick Diaz fight? Because I, I thought it was uh, eh. I mean, he's tough, but he's not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He don't care. It seems to me like he doesn't care. Yeah. Um. Well, anymore. you know, he's uh, the last time that he fought for that. I remember was Anderson Silva. Um, I don't remember if that was for the belt or not, but prior to that was George St. Pierre was for the belt, you know, right. and, uh, you know, so you, you know, I guess it's a lot harder, you know, especially at, what is he, like 38 now? I think yeah. he's my age, you know, to get motivated for something if it's not for <clears> the title. Um, but honestly, man, I think it was just, it was gone for too long <laughs> and came back against Rob, you know. Yeah, Robbie hasn't had a whole lot of wins recently, but he's still been active. He's been fighting. You know? yeah. And he's, I mean, he looked good. Robbie looked in mm-hmm. good shape, you know. Um, but I've heard a lot of people talk about that um, his man, uh, Nick's uh, manager mm-hmm. uh, put it together without him knowing and threw it out there too quickly and he only had six weeks to train. You know, I, I don't know. And then also heard a rumor that there was going around that he got knocked out during training. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know how that is. You know, that can mm-hmm. definitely set you back, especially yeah. if you're trying to cut weight and then you get knocked out. You know, it's like, yeah. you, so, I, you know, I don't know. But I think it was um, one of those things where he, uh, I don't think he looked bad as mm-hmm. far as, you know, he was still giving it back to Robbie. But, you know, once, once it looked like he had a broken nose to me mm-hmm. and it looked like he knew he knew he wasn't going to win that fight. Yeah. And so, but I, I really hope it's not going to be his last one because yeah. I am a fan. Um, and I, I really do. You know, even if he doesn't ever fight for the title again, who cares? You know, but still, I would like to see somebody oh, talking about him and uh, Cowboy Cerrone. And I think that'd be a good fight because both, both of them are, old, Both know, on their way. Yeah, kinda both out. on their way out. Yeah. Kinda, and I think that'd be a good one for both of them. Yeah. The only problem with that is I'm a fan of both of them and I, yeah. I, I, I don't want either one to lose. I love so, them both. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I don't know who would win the fight, but they should. It'd be a good one. They need to do that. They got a um, Diego Sanchez. There's a bunch of like yeah. people that are still fighting that are they built themselves up to somewhat of a household name. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they should put them together. I wish uh, someone put a car, like a fake card together. It was like Tony Ferguson. And, oh, uh, forgot about him. That'd yeah, be a good Tony one. Ferguson and uh, oh my God, it was somebody, but it was perfect. They were both. Um, they were both. On their way out, yeah. In that division, I forgot who it was. The unfortunate thing about Tony is that you know the the Khabib fight never, <laughs> never, you know, never happened. That's going to go down in history as like the biggest yeah fight that should have happened. And that's just really unfortunate. And it just seems like you know he. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the deal is. Man, I don't know if he's taking too much damage. But it seems like he went from being you know right there uh, yeah. fighting for the title to now it's just kind of like. Mm. No. Yeah. But you know, but you know, who knows what's going on with him? I mean, he's I know he's had a lot of injuries and stuff like that. So, you know, uh maybe if you take some time off, he'll come back and have a couple of good wins before he retires. I hope so. Because I do like him too. Uh mm. uh in anybody like that, I like the guys that have really good jujitsu, yeah, but that's not the only thing they do, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, like the Diaz brothers, you mm-hmm. know. You know, they, they can handle anybody on the ground, but they don't really They love on to that, fight, you yeah. Know? They love to fight on their feet. Exactly, yeah. Um I wish they would. Uh, I think that should be Connor's next fight. Is is Nate? Yeah. Um. That probably makes the most sense. I hope that's what they'll do. But 
Yeah, I, just, I think Connor would have to do 170 because I don't think Nate wants to cut any more. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about the, uh, there was an Instagram post I saw. I don't know if it was legit. It was Ariel uh, Hawani. The, um, the league they're, they're making. He said it was like breaking news. There's a, uh, it's like Dana White. No, he, he posted the picture of Dana White. But it was like a major uh, MMA organizations are coming together to make a seasonal professional huh. uh, fighting um, like championship. Yeah. Like a tournament bracket. Like, like one championship and KSW. People yeah. Like they'll feed, but they'll feed their champions from their promotions. Yeah. I like that. You know, back in the day, yeah. if you remember when Chuck Waddell was UFC mm-hmm. champion, he went over to Pride. Pride yep. And um, um, I'm just. Uh, I'm a little bit surprised that Dana would do it just yeah. because, uh, you know, if the UFC champion loses, then, you know, because the UFC has always been looked at as being the pinnacle, mm-hmm. and that's what happened with Chud. Was it was Rampage? Is that who he fought over in Pride? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, but I think that'd be great. Uh, I really do. I like, there's a lot of good talent over in one championship, especially yeah. the smaller weight classes. The upper weight Bellator. classes, not so much. Mm-hmm. Their lower weight classes, they got some good. Mighty Mouse just lost to, uh, Whatever their 135 champion is, yeah. I don't remember his name. But, yeah, uh, and I mean we all know how good he's fucking he is. good. Um, and KSW has yeah. some good guys. That's where um, Jan Blahovich came from. Mm-hmm. He was the uh, light heavyweight and I believe heavyweight champion over at KSW. Mm-hmm. Um, most of those guys are on, but whatever. Right. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean I think that'd be I do think that'd be a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know because. Uh, Unfortunately, it's kind of like if you don't get into the UFC, people kind of write you off a lot of times. But there's a lot of really good fighters out there that, mm-hmm. just for whatever reason, aren't in the UFC. You know? That's right. I, it's probably because they just went. The UFC just went public with a SPAC uh, with a, a bunch of other companies, and like they're they're entwined with it. But if they make it, they're probably doing it where they're going to get the most cut of. Every, yeah. every you know assume, ticket, yeah. everything yeah. like that, and so you know, even if their champions are losing, or you know, it's very competitive, which it it probably would be uh, for the most part. But yeah, I think they're going to make their money. You know, yeah. he wouldn't do it unless they're going to make their money. But yeah, I think the lower yeah. weight classes with some of the guys from one championship or one FC, whatever they call it now, I know yeah. they changed the name or something. But one you FC. know, yeah, yeah, yeah and. Um, you know, some of the lower weight classes, they, they're, well, Eddie Alvarez, you know, he got, he got tore up when he went over there and, uh, stage Northcutt, uh, you know, he's, he is what he, he is, yeah. you know I mean? But, um, I wasn't Sorry. too surprised when he got knocked out. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, um, but I think, uh, you know, Bellator, Bellator is kind of one of those where I think everybody pretty much agrees. It's mm-hmm. the second level, yeah. you know, down, you know, it's, I would say, yeah. it's, um, it's pretty much where, UFC fighters go to retire or mm-hmm. guys who aren't quite good enough, you know, to they make I want to make more money. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they're not, they're not going to be a champion. Kind of like uh, Rory McDonald, you know? Yeah. That's Although Gagor Mursasi. Yeah. He, he's well, good. He, I think he could be in the, and, uh, um, Michael Venom page. Oh well, like yeah. Him. He's good too. Uh, Ryan Bader. Yeah. Though. Bader. He's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he was, I think he was supposed to fight Jones at one point. It fell through. Then he was supposed to fight Cormier at one point. Mm-hmm. And that fell through. So mm-hmm. he just kind of got tired of it. I don't think he left because he wasn't good enough. I just think he wasn't getting a title shot. So yeah. he left. And, uh, boy, he's he's had some good fights in Bellator. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, but Bellator, I think, is definitely one of those where, um, 
I, I don't think the UFC champions would have much trouble uh, with those guys, with, with a few exceptions. Um, but the, the one championship I've been, and I, I'll be honest, I haven't watched a whole lot of it until Demetrius Johnson went over there. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started watching a lot. And I was surprised. I was like, some of these, you know, 135, 145, 55, those guys, some of them are good over there. Yeah. They really are. And it's names you never heard of just because it's just in the Asian market and we just haven't heard of them. But yeah, good. they are. Uh, probably the next thing, and everybody's fucking talking about it, and I've been hesitant to talk about it um, just because of all the new rules. I don't know if you even heard uh, YouTube recently put their stance on uh, like the vaccination misinformation and stuff like that. Like they're banning. Not just taking the video down. Yeah. They're banning the whole account. I've heard that, yeah. Um, I think they got Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, and some other big people. And like, look, I'm I'm the first to say I'm not I'm not anti vaccinations. I have vaccinations. My daughters have vaccinations. You know, I'm not but it's at the same time it's a choice what what you want to do. And for these big social media companies and these big tech companies to be able to, that could be someone's livelihood. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you get, you get a million subscribers and a couple hundred thousand views a video. Like that's a living, a good li- living. And, uh, I don't think, I, I know there was some, I don't, you might not, you might know more about it. There was that, uh, lawsuit. What was it? Section two thirty, section whatever about publishers and um, are these, these social media companies being publishers? Yeah. So where the, and, and, they're, and then they're being that and then censoring people, you can't do both or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Um, well, my, my biggest thing with it is that, I mean, obviously I think, you know, you know I both agree that uh, when it comes to uh, mandating vaccines that that's not the government's place. I mean, I don't think the government, I mean, the whole reason why I have been against if you call that against the the war on drugs for so long is the main thing is that i don't think the government has the right to tell an adult what they can and cannot put in inside their body if i want to go right. out there and pick some um uh, you know some um poison ivy and roll it up and smoke it i should be allowed to do that you know like and that, that that's my own choice and if i'm stupid enough to do that there shouldn't be laws against that you know right uh, i don't think it's the government's place to tell people what they can and cannot put in their body and so, and, and I think there's a lot of people, even people on the, I mean, I think a lot of people on the left would yeah, say they agree with that. They do. But yet you think that it's okay for the government to tell you what you have to put in your body, mm. you know? And I don't know what's in that stuff. You know, it's like yeah. I'm putting 100% trust in mm-hmm. these government agencies that, let's be honest, I mean, the, the, the information has changed so much since it started. It's kind of hard for me to, you know, to, to put a whole lot of faith in them. And... Um, so I think that's the first thing uh, that I definitely disagree with. But when it comes to censoring uh, people even talking about it, we should be able to talk about whatever we want. Any fucking thing. And, and, um, and you know, at the beginning when it was, um, and I don't even know the names of all these drugs, you know, the, like the one that, that Trump took and then what mm-hmm. Joe Rogan recently took. Or, yeah, well, that one, yeah. and then there's the ivermectin or yeah. whatever. You know, yeah. you know at, the, at the beginning, whenever just, it was just because Trump said it. And so mm-hmm. because Trump was endorsing it, mm-hmm. oh, you know, we, and so they consider that mis- misinformation, but yet we know now that those do work, yep. you know. Now, does, does that... Is that going to work for everybody? I don't know. Does that going to does that replace a vaccine? I'm not saying that, but it does help people, and it's been proven that it that it helps people recover from COVID quicker. And so, 
what they were calling misinformation six months ago mm -hmm. is now being scientific fact. Yeah. And so it's like, and, and my biggest problem is that who are these people that are making the determination? What is misinformation? You know, just because you don't agree with it. That's right. You know, and um, so I think that's the biggest fundamental problem is that if you're going to have a platform, you know, Facebook or, or, um, or YouTube or Instagram, anything like that, and you're, the, the whole idea behind this platform is to let people express themselves, you know, to put ideas out there, whatever it is, even if it's just you just want to just show off your new car mm -hmm. or you want to sit down like this and have a conversation, whatever it is, if your platform is to let people put information out there, mm -hmm. unless it is, I understand where to, you know, if you're trying Call to, violence, right, exactly, like if that, you're trying yeah. to do something like that, but, you know, or even if, um, you know, this whole thing with, with hate speech, you know, mm. determining what hate speech is. You know, like, people have the right to they say mean things, you know. Exactly. You know, if I want to be an asshole, I can be an asshole, yeah. you know. You like, won't have any friends. Exactly. And that's the, that's the path that you chose to take. Thank you. So, and like, so, yeah, that, that's I, the way I, I Most people agree that being hateful and calling people things mm -hmm. and saying things like that is bad. Right. It's not yeah. a good thing. Most people mm -hmm. are not brought up to be that way. Uh, even if they are, I mean, there's, I mean, what is hate speech? Mm -hmm. It's, any speech that's deemed hateful, it can be calling someone a bitch. It can right. be calling someone an asshole. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't. So, but the point is, is they're setting the, that rule, not right. not a government body. Even if that that'd be really bad, uh, not a, an employee or an employer. It's people that or it's companies that are running the world on social interaction online. Uh, Gordon sent me, he's the one that's helping with the, he sent me, uh, it's this uh, blockchain, it's a protocol, type it to me, Gordon, the acronym, I forgot, but, or the whole thing, it's a, a blockchain that you can put all the social medias on top of it. So basically, let's, let's say I am DSNP, let's say I am vaccinated, or let's say I believe in flat earth. I, that is, I am dead set and I don't care. I don't want to hear your opinion. I don't want to see it. I can filter that off and live on Facebook and Instagram in that world. That's fine. The problem is, is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all them, they don't want that. They want you to see the other side and have division. Mm -hmm. But this, you can, you can uh, filter what you want, almost like a Reddit. And there's no, the, the, since it's a blockchain, everybody has access. And runs it. I don't know how familiar familiar you are with it, but I, I think you need blockchain in voting systems, tax laws, this social media, uh, big big decisions. It's blockchain could be it for anything. It could really be the truest form of freedom and power to the people. And America should implement that if we if we were truly American. Mm -hmm. And we're, we live in an online world. If we were truly that way, you would put blockchain, you would start implementing it everywhere. Because that is true power to the people. Um, you have to have the confirmations to get 51% confirmation or whatever. And, and I didn't know this, but you might have heard of Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. Yeah. Bitcoin Cash was created because the 51% vote to do whatever with Bitcoin didn't go through, or the 49% that got beat out, they just mm -hmm. made Bitcoin cash that's fine go yeah. do that right but you're not going to tell me to get a get a vaccine or whatever 
The point is, is we can be divided without implementing power. You, you keep the power inside your own thing right. uh, since it's online. And I, when I first started following like Bitcoin and things like that, it, I was like very skeptical, skeptical as far as a currency. Uh, but the technology and a voting system, imagine that like you have hundreds of people checking a vote. And if there's any outlier, if you lined it up with like social security, it has to meet this social security number. It has to meet, you can pick one county in Tennessee that you want to vote in. And then that social security number is burned. If it pops up somewhere, it will never make it through the chain. And you would have true voting, mm -hmm. like perfect voting. So I don't know how much you know about that, but that, man, I'm a fan. No, I need to look into that. Um, yeah, I, um, the, the voting thing definitely needs to, I think for a long time, uh, people, you know, our parents' age and stuff who, mm -hmm. you know, being in office were afraid of voter fraud when you're talking about doing it online, which, I mean, for good yeah. reason for a long time. But this day and age, though, I, I think, I do think that technology is at the point that, you know, you know, you can make the argument, you know, because hackers are always, mm -hmm. you know, are, are always, you know, right there, you know, in, you know, absolutely new yeah. innovations with them, too. But um, but I do think I do think that there is probably a secure way. I mean, w most people bank online mm -hmm. without thinking anything of it. Exactly. You know, um, it, it doesn't mean that it's 100 percent secure, yep. but these mail in ballots, I mean, there's there's almost for for somebody to if you if you truly believe if you're really that naive to believe mm -hmm. that mail-in ballots there's no way that mm -hmm. they could be fraudulent i mean that's just ridiculous you it know? could take it could take one idiot mm -hmm. to bring in hundreds of thousands of papers yeah. to a hacker mm -hmm. to get money from a bank or to get all their stuff it takes one very very smart person right, yeah. that, that learns a lot and takes a lot of time to get through all that yeah, yeah. that's I, a good I, point yeah I, I do think that the future and hopefully as older people get out of office and newer mm. people come in an office i do think that that is something that needs to be explored that we mm. need to do is have online voting that way that there's that there's none of the the argument of voter ID will just go out the window anyway because yeah. like you're saying based off your social security number it don't, don't care about social, who yeah. you are it's yeah. following one protocol right. and you oh. can't throw race into it whenever yep. it's on your social security number because they have exactly. no idea what color your skin mm -hmm. I um yeah the I was working for the Tennessee Secretary of State back in the um, 2012 elections whenever the voter ID law in Tennessee was first becoming a big thing and mm -hmm. everybody was debating it and it uh it never made any sense to me uh, why, why everybody viewed it as being racist, and and why anybody had a problem with it? Um, you know, in Tennessee at least, um, I believe it's uh, if I remember correctly, if you're you're 65 and older, or if you have you know uh, physical you know handicap, then you can vote from home. So yes. that's so right there, you're already you're that that's that's fine. That that's taken care of. And then for the voter ID, if you're voting in person, uh, Tennessee gives out free ID cards. You just have yeah. to get to the DMV. That's just all you have it. to do. Yeah. And um, and it's almost kind of, I, I view it as almost kind of being insulting whenever you hear a lot of Democrat politicians say, oh, well, you know, black people can't get to the DMV to get an ID. What? Like, I mean, like, like I've even heard one, I don't even remember, I wish I could remember their name, but they said that they don't have the proper education to be yeah. able to get an ID card. Have you well, met one, have you met one black person? I know I've got yeah. a couple of boys that are black. Like, that no. I'm not above them yeah. in any shape, form, or fashion. 
and a lot of cases they're above me. I'm just like, like we're we're both men, yeah. and I, I don't see how. Well, I do see how it's agendas and, and it's pushing media, but I don't see a, a conversation like this amongst people. I don't see how it could be confused. Yeah, at all, it uh, blows yeah. my mind. Uh, I don't. I, I don't see how you can say that. Um, I mean, think of everything that we have to show an ID for in yeah. life. I mean, you know, uh, Megan and I got a hotel room recently, you yeah. know, and I had to show an ID. Right. You know, like everything. It's simple. And, um, yeah, I, I don't understand that. But either way, um, voting needs to be secure because the biggest problem that I see right now is, regardless of if the election was was rigged or not. Let's just set that aside for a second. Uh, roughly half the population believes that it was. Yeah. And so when you have a nation that doesn't doesn't trust it, right? That's not a good thing. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter which side you're talking about. Mm -hmm. If if the majority of the country doesn't have faith in the voting system, mm -hmm. then that's a problem, and we have to fix that. That has to be fixed because the point. In you know the next election that comes around. Goes the other way. They're going to say yeah. fraud. Every no, it doesn't matter which side wins next time. The other side is going to be mad. Yeah, you know, and that's just the way it's going to be. And so, that it is a problem that needs to be fixed. And I don't have the answer. You know, I wish I did, but yeah. I don't have the answer to it. But I do think that you're probably on the right track there. Um, but I, I think that a secure online, I think that's definitely the the way to go. And I think mm. it would raise the amount of people that vote. I yeah. think we would have a much better voter turnout if all you had to do was just log in, use your mm -hmm. social security number, and you and you vote. You know, and um, and I don't I don't like how um, you know some many people whether it's it's viewed this way or it's um, I, I I mean I think even some uh, states to my knowledge Tennessee is not this way, um, but you know if it's almost. You, you vote one, you can either vote Republican ticket or Democrat ticket. And it's not, well, I might want to vote this direction for the president, but in my local elections, maybe I don't want that person. Yeah, because, there's all kinds of voting. Yeah, my, my mom, for example, she she doesn't uh, she doesn't agree with voting for a party. She, like, she wants to trust the person and believe that she's voting for the right person. And I think, in theory, that's that's good. But I think the biggest problem with that is that so many very are, and because we, we see it all the time, it doesn't matter who gets put in office, they end up, it's the party that controls it, you know, mm -hmm. because if they end up getting blackballed by their party, even if their party controls, you know, Congress and, and controls the Senate, they're not going to get anything done. You know, you, um, you know, if, if, uh, if the president doesn't have his or her party along with them, the likelihood of them getting anything done, it's not going to happen. And so it's almost, it's almost kind of like a waste in a way. And so, right. um, you know, because for me, I, I don't consider myself e either one. If I had to choose a established, I guess that that's what you call a political party, I, I'd be a libertarian. But libertarians never win, you know. Right. So it's almost like I'm wasting my vote in, in that point. So um, but that's, that's, definitely, um, that's definitely how I would view my political views. I believe in very limited power when it comes mm -hmm. to the federal government. I think states need to control, you know, my, my argument for a long time with, um, for example, like, you know, gay marriage, you know, mm -hmm. same-sex marriage, I don't care. Yeah. I truly don't. Most people you know, don't. I, if, um, if somebody wants to, if a guy wants to marry a guy, if a girl wants to, I, I don't care. It has no impact on my exactly. life whatsoever. The only reason why I was against the federal government jumping in is because the Constitution, and uh, I believe it's the 11th Amendment, if I'm Taken, uh, it says that you know anything that's not specifically 
written in the Constitution for the federal government that it should be left up to the states, you know, to decide. Right. One thing a lot of people, I think, misunderstand because, you know, you're taught in school the Constitution is the supreme law of the land. And mm -hmm. that's true. But when most people hear the term law, they think of something that the government is imposing federal. on us. Federal, yeah. But it's the opposite way. The Constitution is the people telling the government what they can and can't do. And if the cover and if the Constitution doesn't specifically give the federal government the authority to do that, then it's left up to the states to decide. Gay marriage, well, marriage in general, is mm -hmm. not in the Constitution. And so my view was it needs to be left up to the states to decide. And now, of course, you can say, well, the problem with that, okay, well, so we're married in this state, but we're not married in this state. But it all, honestly, I think it all would have worked itself out, you know, yeah, over time. I like that. Um, yeah. But, you know, that, that, was, that was my biggest thing and with it is that um, it, it wasn't the federal government's job mm. to do in the first place. So when everybody was, you know, protesting, you know, in Washington and stuff like that on, on same-sex marriage, I was like, you're, you're, you're going uh, to the wrong people. Exactly. You need yeah. to be your local government. Yeah. That's who you need to be talking to about this and get it done at that level. That's a very good point. I've never, I have, I'd say never, I haven't thought about that in a long time. Yeah. But my dad would say the same. I just, we don't talk about that too much. Like, yeah, it's, that's why the states are there. Right. You, you mm -hmm. start you start with that and and you you move up to the federal government and and, and change things or enforce things we enforce not not the other, other way around yeah. so i don't i've never really paid attention to local government and local um politics but has a lot more impact on your life than than federal than who's sitting in the oval office that's a very usual. very good point yeah. There are exceptions, but yeah. for the most part, who runs your local government? I mean, even at the at the city and county level, mm -hmm. has more impact on your daily life than who's sitting in the Oval. Yeah, you know, um, very good point. Now, of course, vaccine mandates is kind of an exception of that, but but for the most part, you know, and I do think people need to pay more attention to that because it matters so, more. Let's. I'm gonna play devil's advocate because I love I love doing that. Even I probably some of my closest friends. <laughs> It's we do that to each other. Mm -hmm. We we we, even though I agree with you, mm -hmm. I want to hear. I want to try to argue the other side. Like vaccinations and mandating, I've heard this, and I I think I know the answer. Um, but vaccines for like kids getting vaccinated to go to school, mm -hmm. isn't that a thing? Like, isn't that the rules for public school systems? Like, um, kids have to get certain vaccinations. Yeah, to um, enroll. I know. Well, I would say most likely, I mean, I don't, I don't have a kid, you know, mm -hmm. in, in school and, and I don't remember, you mm -hmm. know, to be honest. Um, but more than like, I would say most like, especially like preschools and kindergarten. Gordon, like Gordon that, find that. Certain things, yeah. But, um, but I know college though, um, staying in dorm rooms, you know, because it's been, gosh, it's probably been, probably been 15 years ago, probably. There was a girl that got, um, if it was hepatitis or what it was, but anyway, found it. There were like some people were being led into dorms that hadn't, you know, didn't have certain vaccinations and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And so, you know, colleges staying in dorm rooms and stuff like that. I do think there's yes, there's rules on that. Mm -hmm. um, but my thing is with that, and, and when I was when I was in the Marines, you know, they shot us full of all kinds of stuff, you yeah. know. But all those things are your choice because you are you might not be choosing necessarily. Oh, I'm choosing to get this vaccine, but I'm choosing to join the military, or I'm joining, or I'm choosing to go to this college, and I'm Very choosing true. to live on campus. And so, those are you're voluntarily putting yourself in those situations where those things are mandated. 
And it seems to me like um, where the, the problem, if, if the federal government is now mandating that businesses, now let's say the federal government hadn't done that, and, and I have, I'm, I'm running a business, and regardless of how many employees I have, if I say, well, in order to work here, now, it's, in my opinion, it's kind of unfair to put on the people I've already, you know, I'm already employing, but new employees coming on, hey, listen, you have to have the COVID vaccine to get hired here. I don't see a problem with that because a person can just choose to work somewhere else. Yeah, me neither. But the problem comes when the federal government is then telling you, you have to force your employees to do this or we're going to find you. Isn't yeah. something crazy like $700,000, you know, yeah. something crazy like that. Per person. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's insane. I think it's then, like 10 or 10 to Oh, okay. Well, is that there was some 14, lawsuit 14, that I saw? With, okay, yeah, there was some lawsuit where I saw. Maybe it was those people that got uh, in Texas, all those nurses that got fired, and maybe, I think maybe that's what it was. It, that they would have been fined like seven hundred thousand dollars if they had have kept them on or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Crazy. but to, but to me, that's that's the problem, you know, yeah. because you know, private private companies can do whatever they want, you right. know, but it's when the government. But see, it's it's almost like the government, the Biden administration wants these companies to do their dirty work for them because they don't want to say all mm -hmm. Americans have to get a vaccine. They're saying, okay, well, your business has to enforce yep. you know, rule. I, I don't like that. I've that, noticed that. That's a problem. Yeah. You know, you're, you're getting, you're, they're, they're making them do it, but they're going to find them. Yeah. yeah. You know, or, you know, these things with, um, you know, limiting speech of the government, you know, knows, well, we're going to be fighting in court if we try to, you know, Let's just say, you know, use the N word for example, making mm -hmm. that illegal. Yeah. Um, you know, they would probably be in court over over that type of thing. But if they can get a lot of um, CEOs of you know and owners of businesses to get along with that mm -hmm. and start mandating certain types of speech, or you're talking about the uh, you know gender pronouns and right. all that kind of right. stuff, you know, get them to mandate that. If you can get them to do it for you, then you don't have to worry about. It's a way of getting around the Constitution, is the way I see it. And mm -hmm. we all know that a lot of these huge companies are ran by people who give a lot of money to the Democratic Party, and yeah. that's just that's just the way it is. And it used to not be that way because I remember when mm -hmm. I was growing up, people always thought, "But oh, it's the the Republicans that you know they they own all these businesses and everything." Mm -hmm. And I do think that it, for a while that was true, but that's not the case really anymore. Because a lot of you know Walmart, Amazon, yeah, a lot of these massive, massive companies that have so much money, and um, and when you have that kind of money and that kind of power, and you employ that many people, I mean Amazon, I don't even know how many people yeah. Amazon employs, but that's power, you know, and uh, and they have. It's, uh, I I, uh, I heard a dude's argument. I forgot who it was, but it was they roll with the times. To stay alive yeah they roll with the times and the trends to stay alive because i've always thought dude the tax the taxes that some parties are trying to enforce on um companies and capital gains and things like that like why would y'all support that well they don't care about that they care about right. what is trending what it, what is going to keep them alive yeah. and especially socially and i, I think that that plays a big role in that. I'm not, I don't own a, I'm not a CEO of anything, but like if I would kind of see that you would, if you have 800,000 employees, you just want to roll with the times because you have a conservative employee, you don't care. Right. You know, and if it flips, swips the other way and you, you think you have the majority of these and now it's a liberal employee, they're not going to care. Mm. They're in, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So I, I think they try to survive and, 
Um, he said that as far as vaccines, it, it's state level. Each state decides if vaccines are required for enrollment and attendance at a child care facility or school in that state. Um, so that's a state thing you were talking about. Like, I yeah. like that. That's Yeah, and, that's uh, and that... But do you, I, you, know, do you, think, you that. think that, like, so now put it on COVID, is mm-hmm. that, could that be the reason, like, is that viable and okay to say, hey, it's another vaccine in our state that yeah. you have to get your kid to attend? They're doing it in California now. Did you see that? Yeah. Um, the, um, well, again, you know, somebody can make the argument, well, you can homeschool. Um, you know, yeah. I think with, let's take private schools, just start there. Private schools have the right to do whatever they want. You know, they're, especially if they're not taking any type of federal or state money, they can do whatever they want. So if they want to require it, okay, they can do that. Um, when it comes to a public school, though, because it is, and again, if I'm not mistaken, it is required by law in Tennessee that you have to go to school, right. you know, either homeschooled or, or go. So it's something that the kid is forced to do. So, you know, you can make the argument, well, there's the option for homeschool, but not every parent has the as the freedom to do that as a flexibility to do that um and still pay the bills right and also to be honest i mean not everybody is qualified to to teach their mm-hmm. kid you know uh, i mean that's just that's just the, the way it is right and um like me well no but i i definitely think that when it comes to a public school it i don't like it um, I kind of understand it, and I understand it more when it's something with a vaccine that is um, that has gone through all the. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, you know, we we both know without you know, but you know, my girlfriend that works in clinical trials. Mm-hmm. That's what she does for a living, and it it blows her mind that that people are not more people in the medical field right. are more are, are not more skeptical than they are of of this vaccine that. You know, because she she was saying that most all you know treatments that that get approved by the FDA, it takes at least ten years for the clinical trials. Being there's just no way for them to know all the things that that it could do in long term. Mm-hmm. And also think of all the medications that people take. There's no way that yeah. they have been able to test the side effects of taking a vaccine when you're also taking yeah, it's not, it's this not, type of medication. It's, not, it's about I mean yeah, a healthy person, but. Hey, we got to test it against this stuff so we can advise. Hey, right. can't take this. I've heard that it's uh, it's like seven and a half years is the average yeah. to and, get a trial done. And, and it's crazy, and it's because politics got involved. You know, mm-hmm. it was the push, and and I'm I'm gonna you know put a little bit of blame on Trump too because his administration was really pushing to, yeah. to get it out. And um, now now getting it out that's fine because again if somebody wants to take an experimental drug go for it you know i mean if i'm dying of cancer Mm -hmm. and they say hey this may work or it may kill you well if i know i'm going to die in six months anyway i might choose to go ahead and do it you know so so i I don't have a problem with that but it's when you start forcing and especially our children you know that it's one thing you know my my parents are both in their 60s and they they decided to take the vaccine fairly Mm -hmm. early as soon as it was available to them right. and um and I, I told him you know that that's fine that's their choice i understand especially my dad um he has he's diabetic and he has asthma so i understood him taking you know that that risk um but he's in the 60s somebody who is you know in elementary school or middle school they've got their whole life ahead of them mm-hmm. i don't think we should be so quick to just put something in their body that we don't know 
30 years from now what that's going to do to them because right. we don't know. And I know people would say, oh, that's that's crazy. No, they, they, they know. But no, they don't. I mean, there's mm-hmm. no way that they could know yet. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just impossible. So I, I just think that as a society as a whole, we should be not not so quick to um, to start forcing things like that in people's bodies, especially when you're talking about something that the flu, unless the numbers have changed, last time I saw, the flu still killed more people annually than COVID. It doesn't mean that COVID's not a serious threat. It doesn't mean that it's not something we should take serious. But if it was something where it was wiping out, you know, like like the, the bubonic plague where it killed like a third of the population, if that was the case, then it, it would be a different story. You know, I, I still don't want government mandating yeah, it. I don't care but, if it's 100%, you, yeah. you know, it's your choice. Right, yeah. But yeah. but I would understand people being wanting their kids to get vaccinated and stuff like that. If and they, they would also stay, stay the fuck home. They would, if it was right, that, yeah. they, they would stay the home. So, yeah. like, I don't know. And I, I go over data with my job. I go have a lot of time. I go over it, and I don't want this to turn into a data reading thing, but I would encourage people to... Uh, as far as fear medicine is your choice hopefully it stays your choice but as far as fear i, I encourage people to get go on cdc's site they have their guidelines that's great i'm fine with guidelines but look at look at numbers um look at graphs look at ages if you want to talk about the kids and stuff and look at how much how much i don't want to say this the wrong way because know we've you we've lost people close uh but it's look how much the fear is being played it's uh it's almost not funny but it's almost it's entertaining to look at a point i was looking at it every friday and then i just quit i I haven't looked at it in three uh but i don't want i don't want to get this into a debt i have it up here i don't want to get into a data reading thing but september 5th it was for mine and my wife's age, no underlying conditions, it was a 0.004% chance of dying. Um, and at the time, the COVID uh, vaccine, uh, uh, it's called, on their tab, if anyone wants to look, it's, uh, it's called Other Outcomes of Vaccines. There was a couple, it was, it was less than 10,000, but it was a couple um, fatalities just from getting the shot. The difference for my age, getting COVID or getting the vaccine, was one thousandth of a percent chance. They're both almost equally as risky. So that's from me not looking at media, not why well, obviously looking at media. That's why we're talking about it. But looking at media and saying, hey. I want to look at numbers Mm -hmm. and I don't think even these damn medical professionals, even people that I consider very close left and right friends, family, like I don't, I never see them post numbers. They might post a scary story. They might post, Hey, we're our hospital beds or this or that. Yeah. People get sick when, when it storms, I'm busy too. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I never see numbers. And that's what is freaky to me. I'm like, why? Like, if I'm trying to sell, not sell you, but if I'm trying to warn you on something, I'm like, hey, look at this. And I show at you the, the number. they did. Yes. At the beginning, they did. It was weird. You're right. But it, now yeah, they're, yeah. they're not doing it because they're like, hey, because it's very low. Right. And, and a lot of the um, were 
I don't want to say false reporting, but at the beginning, um, there were some people who, who, okay. If you, if you have COVID, if you test positive for COVID and you're mm-hmm. in the hospital and you die for a long time and probably even still, they report that as a COVID death. Right. COVID might have put you in the hospital. I'll use my grandfather, for example. My grandfather died when I was in high school. He, he fell uh, walking out of, his, out of the main part of his house into the garage where the washer and dryer was. There's like three steps. And he fell, broke his hip. He was in his 70s. And, um, and he never got out of the hospital. He died from staph infection that he got in the hospital. It was falling that put him in the hospital. Mm-hmm. So, but falling didn't kill him. It was the staph infection that killed him that he right. caught while he was in the hospital. So what did they label it as? Um, well, his, I'm sure it was staph infection. Yeah, because they're focusing on that. Right. But I think it's hysteria. Yeah, like because they, if, if you go into the hospital yep, now for like, COVID, you have COVID symptoms, yep. and that's what puts you in the hospital. That's what's but let's say you have asthma, and so you end up dying because of other health issues you have. Yeah, COVID put you in the hospital. COVID definitely weakened your immune system. Yeah. But it's just kind of like AIDS. You know, people don't die of AIDS. AIDS just kills your immune system, and you can't fight off of things. Then something else kills you. Yeah. yeah. And so, and so there is a little. And now some people might say, okay, well, you're just you're picking at straws there. And it's like, no, because uh, I, I think that's an actually a thing we need to look at is how many people are actually dying of that virus how many people did the virus kill or how many people just getting the virus made them extremely and some people say well it doesn't matter and it's like it does matter because if you're healthy and you don't have any other issues then covid shouldn't be that scary to you mm-hmm. yeah i'm not saying that don't take it serious i mean i you know wash your hands use hand sanitizer all that kind of stuff wear a mask if that's what you want to do yeah. but but it's not something that we should be basically calling people crazy because because they don't think that they're going to die every time they leave their house you know i mean i I put i put my life statistically speaking i put my life in far more danger Mm -hmm. getting in the car coming over here than than i am from covid you know i'm far more likely to die in a car crash than i am from covid Mm -hmm. far more likely i've looked at that too for for our age again because i like i like to look at age groups Mm -hmm. again if I get sick, I'm dying, not someone else. Yeah. So I like to right. look at, look, what what for me. So, and it's uh, accidents, it's uh, it's suicide, mm-hmm. homicide, cancer, heart disease. Yep. COVID. Yep. Heart disease is a big one. Mm-hmm. You know, if um, you know, if it's again kind of like talking about drugs. You know, it, don't tell me that you're the the government is worried about my health right. when alcohol and tobacco are perfectly fine. Nobody has an issue with that being legal, mm-hmm. but yet. But yet, Kills you know, more. yeah, and, and or junk food, you know, heart heart disease, liver disease, alcohol related deaths, tobacco, you know, cancer that kills far more people than mm-hmm. than any disease that that is you know in our in our world today. Yeah. And so, so don't don't just come at it as oh this is because we care about your health. And it's like, mm, yeah, that's not the only motive. I'm not saying that there aren't some people who that's their motivation, but at the government level, if you're not talking about these other things that kill people every single day, yeah. you know, then, then I, I, it, it's hard for me to take you serious that that's really your motivation yeah. behind it. That was my argument to, and I, I haven't, I would never like, I'm not, I'm an idiot, man. I don't want to, I don't want to engage someone like I, I walk through life. I might not act like it. I, I try to have confidence through life, but I do walk through life assuming most people are and well, I don't most people should view that. Yeah, like I don't want to I'll talk on stuff I have some knowledge of, mm-hmm. but I don't want to 
I, I want to assume they're smarter than me, but I, I, if you're going to come at, at me or my family about we care about you, then buy us a Tesla. And right. let's, let me use autopilot. <laughs> yeah. Buy, you yeah. better monitor me and make sure I go to the gym seven days a week, do mm. cardio, and you better... You better try to shut down and protest at every fast food chain and, yeah. and cigarettes yeah. and things like that because that's what's killing me right now. Yeah. That's, that's what is killing people my age. You better make sure you better make sure I see a therapist every yeah. week for suicide things. So, like, uh, that's because, again, that's data and that's mm. stuff I look at. I'm like, if y'all are so caring. So, this is the last thing on the vaccines. My question yeah, on this is uh, I was talking to my wife recently about you know the last five years like what is what has changed in our culture and we came to the the one thing is terminology boys can be girls black lives matter doesn't mean all lives matter that can't fit but no all it covers everything right but no it doesn't count um and vaccinated meant meant vaccinated until this disease mm-hmm. does a vaccine and and we can talk about like the kids and stuff, like doing it for schools. If you're vaccinated, you're pro- that is your protection. That's what you deem to do for your health to protect you. So why the fuck? And I, I've, I've been wanting to talk to, we won't bring up names, but family that you and I know uh, that are in the medical field. Um, tell me why I should get it to protect other people. Because if you can't swim, I'm not going to wear floaties. Right. If mm-hmm. if I'm wearing a seatbelt and you're not, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that's up until this disease as far as I've been as long as I've been alive, it hasn't taken on that terminology. It seems like in the last few years terminology is changing. Yeah. Um it's crazy to me. And and I believe this is still the case on the CDC's website is that somebody who is vaccinated has just as if not i mean maybe not quite as much i I don't know this for sure but at least very close to just as much of a the ability to transmit the disease that an unvaccinated person does right it now i'm i will admit that yes it does seem like from the from everything that's going on it does seem like the reports are come back that if you are vaccinated and you get covid you can still get it Uh you know but if you if you get it and you've been vaccinated the likelihood of you being hospitalized or dying is lower. So like you said, so now you're protecting you. You hear that? You hear that, Spotify? <laughs> hey, vaccines work. Yeah, so I'm not they denying work. that. I'm not denying that at all. They work. So if that, like you said, like for the seatbelt, if that's your protection, that's yeah. you, that's what you want to do. But according to the CDC, last time that I that, that I read anything on it was that is that the person who is vaccinated still has the ability, and again, it might not be quite as high, mm-hmm. but it's pretty close just as much of a chance of transmitting that disease to somebody else as an unvaccinated person does. And so me being vaccinated has nothing to do with your health. And that again, is the, is the biggest problem that yep. people can't get past. I've you know, been, it's uh, like, why do you care so much what I do? Right. I've been almost, I wouldn't say this is the reason, but I, I've been needing to do something killing myself. Like I want to find something to do. This whole thing is for me. I don't care about money. I don't care about fame, popularity. I don't care if one person listens to this or watches. I don't care. I want to learn for myself. I'm that. I'm like selfish in that way. I want to learn 
and I really am dying for a, I, I've been trying to figure out who, but I want someone in the medical field to come answer that for me. Why the fuck me being yeah. vaccinated have anything to do with you? Yeah. Um, Up until COVID, it wasn't like that. Yeah. Not what a vaccine did. I, I've, I've got several, you know, friends of mine that are nurses that I'm sure would, would, would come on and talk to you, but um, all the ones that I'm friends with, you mm-hmm. view view just like we do, you know, and, yeah. uh, and they, you know, again, they all believe that, that the vaccine, it, it I'm not going to say, because it's not 100%, but the vaccine definitely can help certain Absolutely. people have fewer side effects from, or fewer, fewer symptoms from it, um, and, or at least it won't be as bad. Right. Um, but, but no one has been able to explain to me exactly what you're saying, how me not being vaccinated in any way hurts you. And, that, and that's, a, that's a big thing that I think we all tend to forget a lot of times is that, is that a person living in a free society should be able to do whatever he or she chooses as long as it's not hurting someone hurt else. It that's doesn't it. matter. Yeah. It Can't should not matter. You know, and um, which again, you know, and I know because, and I'll, I'll say this all the time because, you know, I've, I have had a problem with, um, you know, the war on drugs since, since the 90s. I thought it was stupid because, you know, if, if what a person does in the privacy of their own home, it doesn't matter. It doesn't make any difference. It doesn't hurt anybody else. And now, again, you know, you shouldn't drink and drive. You shouldn't mm-hmm. smoke weed and drive. Right. You know, even though some people would argue that because uh, there have been a lot of tests that show that, uh, that, that THC doesn't impair your, your, your motor functions yeah. anyway. Yeah. But anybody who's ever smoked weed with somebody who's never done it before mm-hmm. knows there's some people that can't handle it, and, you know, so shouldn't be doing it. So, you know, I, that, that's one of those things that I think, you know, as long as you're not, as, as long as your actions don't put other people at risk, then it, it shouldn't matter to anybody else. And no one has the right to tell you what you should or shouldn't do if I've, it doesn't impact them. I've heard this argued uh, for vaccines is like, uh, it's 11, like, hey, I want to be religiously exempt. Yeah. No, because your religion is killing other people. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, again, yeah, it's, well, I, I hate, you know, I, I hate laws that try to protect against other laws. So, like, for example, like, murder is illegal. It's illegal to murder someone. Right. So why do we feel that we need to put gun law, like certain weapons, like, why do we think that making guns illegal would somehow keep people from murdering people when murder is already illegal? You know, and yeah. so, I mean, murder is already illegal. That's yeah. illegal. And so they say, well, <laughs> the, the action of murder mm-hmm. is illegal, but we can't trust people to not murder each other. Mm-hmm. So we need to make guns illegal so they have a harder chance of murdering somebody, you know. Yeah. And, and I kind of see that with like, it would be like if you're saying, well, take Islam, for example, you know. I've known a lot of people that, you know, that, that are Muslim and some people, a, a lot of it also kind of depends on your in, in interpretation, the same with Christianity. Um, there are certain parts of the Quran that, um, well, and also in Islam, there's a lot of more so than in Christianity. Islam has a lot of other writings that they, that they certain groups of Islam use other writings other than just the Quran. Um, you know, as far as their, their, the, the base of their faith. And um, that's where a lot of like the, if you, if you die in the service of, 
of, um, of of Islam that you know you go to heaven, you have seventy two virgins and stuff. Yeah. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I mean it's been a while since I've read the Quran, but if I'm not mistaken, that's not actually in the Quran. That's in one of the supporting documents that was written by one of Muhammad's followers. And so, um, you know, uh, yes, you can definitely make the argument that that Islam that there are elements of Islam that that provoke violence mm-hmm. against non-Muslims. Right. And so you could, so like you're saying, like, oh no, you should not have freedom of religion because that religion causes violence. Okay. The problem with that is that causing violence against other people is already illegal. So what you choose to worship, what you choose to believe, what's in your heart, what your relationship with God, whatever, yeah. that's on you. As long as you don't act, you commit acts of violence against someone, right. then to try to say Islam should be made illegal, that's that's just nonsense to me, you know. Now, now I, I personally don't don't agree with most of the teachings of Islam. Well, I shouldn't say that because um, a lot of people don't realize in the Quran is full of teachings from Jesus. There, there's a lot of, of, of Jesus' teachings in, in the Quran. Yeah, there's a lot of it. Uh, Jesus' name is actually mentioned more times in the, in the Quran than the, prof, than the prophet Muhammad's is. Um, it's just that Muhammad came after Jesus, and so most Muslims view his teachings as superseding Jesus's teachings because he came after. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also a, a big difference there is that Christianity, um, you know, most traditional Christians believe that Jesus was the son of God, whereas Muslims just believe he was a prophet that was before Muhammad, not actually the so, son of so God. So who is Muhammad? Is he a son of God? And, uh, and no, the, uh, no, Muhammad was, was a prophet, but, okay. he, but he's viewed, again, I don't want to, I don't like to lump any religious group of people as right. all of them believe this. Yeah. But my experience from the ones that I was in Iraq with, uh, I, I had a, a, in Iraq, one of my interpreters was Egyptian, mm-hmm. and I got real close to him, and, and uh, he, it was really cool, he had his Quran, he had handwritten, he had copied it from his father's. And so, really? you know the term like where you hear now, you know, people in Judaism, Christianity, pretty much all believe, you know, that the Gospels, that the Bible was inspired by God. You know, that the yeah. writers of it were men, but they were inspired by God. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that, but where some people take it to another level and they say every single word has to be true because God would never have let anything be changed over time well if you know history that's Mm. simply not true because the bible has gone through several changes over time but where that actually comes from that idea actually comes from very traditional muslims because the men a lot of times will copy they start at a young age and they hand write their own quran copying it from their fathers and it's actually a good idea if you want to learn something because yeah. if you're you're not only reading it but you're also writing it down also and so it really helps you learn it mm-hmm. and so his Quran um, and uh, and I, I wish um, I wish I knew what happened to it he actually he was the, the interpreter for my team when my team went back to Iraq after me uh, after I you know the second time whenever after I couldn't go back after I was medically uh, you know, retired. Yeah. Uh, when they went back, he was the interpreter for for that for him again, and uh, he died during that tour. And um, uh, and I wish I, I wish I knew what happened to that Quran. Yeah. Uh, you know, because I hope it just didn't get thrown away somewhere. I yeah. know he had a daughter that. Uh, so the guy who was my the senior enlisted guy on our team, um, the, our gunnery sergeant, he um, he pulled some strings because interpreters at that time in Iraq. Um, you know, for helping us, they were given, they were allowed to come to the U.S. afterwards. 
And uh, but he wanted to. He he had a real long name, uh, but he went by Sammy. It was mm-hmm. Mustafa, so, you know, real long right, name. Right, he went right. by Sammy, and but Sammy had a daughter um, that I believe she was living in Jordan at the time, and he wanted his daughter to be able to be the one to go to the U.S. Not he was like, I'll stay in Iraq. I don't care. And so um, our our gunny our gunnery sergeant pulled some strings and, and got that worked out. So his daughter got to come to the U.S. and and he stayed in Iraq and he ended up dying in Iraq. Um, but um, I, I hope his daughter got that. I think, you think she got it? I hope so, man, because it, man. It, it was really it was it it was really cool. It really was. And um, but you know, so that's that's um, so so. But again, um, you know, I I I don't want to clump all you know groups of, of Muslims together, but um, but it does seem like, from my experience, and I went to college uh, with several also, and um, and my experience with with talking to a lot of them is that um, they they do recognize that Jesus um, was a prophet and was sent by God to be a prophet. Not necessarily that he came from heaven, but yeah. that he was a man and he he did reveal God's teachings to people. But Muhammad came after him, and so anything that Muhammad says that's different than Jesus, we're supposed to listen to Muhammad because he came his king. Hey, I don't know, man. That don't that uh, don't make any sense. Like yeah. it, for me, for me, my utter being and my my whole the thing that keeps me up and thinking about death and religion and gods is I want the oldest story. Yeah, I want the truth of the oldest story because I know how humans are. Right, we fabricate things and we we want we Stories want to put our spin on it exactly. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I, I call it getting humanized. That's what yeah, happens to that's all these stories. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know if. Uh, I don't know if we've had this conversation yet. This is probably the main. This is probably the main reason I wanted to talk to you. Um, is. Wh- I know what I believe, and I know what a lot of people that I talk to kind of what what we believe, you know, is we don't know what happened. No one knows, but we don't really care so much about what happened and, and these stories and things. But do you think have you did you ever read that? I think I told told your girlfriend about it. Uh, um, That book, the immortality key, the religion with no name. Oh, Me- I know what you're talking about. Yes. I haven't read it, but I know what you're talking about. Uh, do you? And then there's the people that talk about the uh, Dead Sea Scrolls and, and things like that, because I know you said the Ron keeps uh, like other stories. Do you think uh, do you think that I, I'm assuming you do, I do. Do you think that Jesus walked the earth? Or do you think it is something else? As so, far as like mysticism and psychedelics I think it's and all a combination. Stuff, so right? I do believe that there was a man Named Jesus that had that had twelve followers, and the main reason I believe that is because there are there's Roman uh, outside of the Bible. There's mentions of him in Roman history. I've heard that. Yeah. Um, so um, there's uh, now there, there's one that I'm familiar with where he he's not mentioned by name, but it says a man. I believe it says either a man from Nazareth or a man from Galilee came to this place and he had twelve uh, followers and he, and he spoke to large groups of people. Could be a coincidence, yeah, but yeah. more than likely, in, in the time period matches right, up. Right. And also, um, um, you know, the, the Romans kept pretty good records, especially when it came to legal things. Yeah. And um, and, and I, um, when I was in college, I had a professor that uh, showed us documents of um, where, again, 
you know, people can make the argument because Jesus was not, it's not, it, it was, it's not like he was the only person named Jesus. That was a name that right. other people would have uh, would have had, uh, but it does it does seem like the same the right time period that there was a man who was put to death under Pontius Pilate, um, you know, the, by the Roman Empire. Um, so there's there's at least two, but I believe three outside uh, you know sources from Roman history, not religious history, but it's in Roman documents that that it either is talking about Jesus or really sounds like it is. Mm -hmm. So I do believe that it happened. Um, but what I think, I th why I think it's a combination is because I think that after his death, his followers that basically started the churches as we know them today, right. um, I do believe that, not that I believe, I mean, if if you do your research, I mean, they, they did use psychedelics. They absolutely did. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of, in the Old Testament, there's there's things that definitely uh, the, the burning bush, for example, mm -hmm. you know, um, that most likely if you look at it, if you take your religious beliefs out of it and you look at it from a scientific standpoint, mm -hmm. the Sinai Desert where Moses was at that time, uh, the acacia tree or acacia bush. It's one of those where some people consider it a bush, some people consider it yeah. a tree because if you let it go, it will get tall. Um, but, um, you know, they, they that, that uh, that's a very common plant in that area, and it's extremely high in DMT, naturally. It has a lot of DMT in it. Um, now, I've heard some people make the argument, and I don't know this uh, for sure. I'm not a chemist. But I've, I've heard the argument. People say, well, just simply burning it, because, I, I, you know, the, the original thought was, well, Moses specifically made a fire, and he used the acacia tree or the acacia bush to, to sorry, to... Uh, uh, you know, to, to make his fire, mm -hmm. and he inhaled DMT accidentally, and he had this vision, you know, that God spoke to him. Um, and then, I've, but I've heard people say from a chemistry standpoint that just simply burning it wouldn't, wouldn't do that. And, and I'm actually, I don't have a problem with that, mm -hmm. because um, I think that we, we know from ayahuasca, ayahuasca is made from the combination of two different plants, mm -hmm. you know, and so someone... I mean, the likelihood that somebody just accidentally combined those two plants one day, you know, more than likely somebody, they, they knew what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's very possible that, that Moses, you know, he, he was, he, he was Someone living in Egypt. Well, I believe he made it. He, okay. he used the acacia tree and he, and he extracted the DMT from mm -hmm. it using some type of primitive right. chemistry. And then he, was tripping and yeah. and and but now i'm not saying that he was that god he wasn't god that was speaking to him mm -hmm. you know i'm not in any way saying that that's not what happened but i'm just saying that there is possibly a scientific explanation for the story of the burning bush which tells me that it's very possible that he was intentionally using psychedelics and i do think that that is a pretty common thing throughout history with human beings in general. Yeah. And so of course it's incorporated in our religion. It's incorporated in artwork and things like that. Mm -hmm. I just think that a lot of people don't want to admit that a lot of yeah. religious people, because, yeah. because then, because it, it's always been the idea, well, psychedelics make you hallucinate. I don't like that term because I don't believe that, you know, I've never done psychedelics, but I'm fascinated with the stories of, mm -hmm. of people with psychedelics and how can people who live in completely different parts of the world, different time periods, never met each other, have very, very similar experiences. Right. So that tells me that it's not just a in dream. your head. It's Dreams a, always uh, different from person to person. There's something to it. There's yeah. a connection. There's something to it. And so um, 
you know, if that's how God chose to, to talk to Moses, then I have no problem with that. Um, you know, I think that there's a lot of, in, in the Bible, there's a lot of things that I, people, I think people, because there's so much that can't be explained through science, they just want to separate the two. But there, there's, there's clues yeah. in the Bible, a lot of things. The, the Tower of Babel is, is a good one. Um, so the Tower of Babel, they, you know, they, they, they basically, the idea was is that they, they thought that they had reached you know, this level of, of engineering, that they wanted to build the, uh, a tower that would reach up into the heavens, and then that would you know, put them on the same level. With, and, um, and for a long, and then it ended up falling. But you know, for a long time, you know, people would always say, you know, well, they didn't have the ability to build what we think of as skyscrapers today. Mm-hmm. Not so that they could go into the clouds, because you have to put in perspective, what did they mean by the heavens? Yeah. Did they mean outer space or did they simply mean up into the clouds? Because I think a primitive person will look at skyscrapers we have today and say, if they can't see the top of it on a cloudy day and it's up in the, in the sky, yeah. they say, well, it's in the heavens. You yeah, know? Yeah. So traditional bricks, you know, a lot of the, the way they made bricks during that time period uh, for the majority of what you would view as the Old Testament um, was very similar to like Adobe. You know, they would just gonna take like clay, you know, types of mud, mix it with straw and things like that, and let it bake in the sun. Same way they do, like in a lot of you know New Mexico and, and even uh, a lot of a lot of places where they make adobe, and and that's strong enough to build a house with. But when you start stacking them on top of each other and you get extremely tall, Sounds the weight stable. of that it won't support the weight that you keep stacking on top of it. But there's a key thing in that scripture where it talks about there's a point. <clears throat> where they say to each other, they say, let us make bricks properly and let's bake them with fire. So they hardened them with fire. And if you, if you make the same exact brick out of, out of clay and straw and you let it dry in the sun versus one that you make the same materials, but you bake it in an oven, the one that's baked in the oven is significantly stronger. And so, um, and, you know, and, and, and again, I'm, I'm not an engineer, mm-hmm. but that's a clue right there that they did, they were, it was a newer form of technology that they had at that yeah. time. And so there wasn't used previous to that. And that's one of the earliest um, written examples that we have of people mm-hmm. using, you know, using, you know, fire to bake their, their to bake mm-hmm. uh, bricks. And so that would have made it a lot stronger. So I think that that, if it was a completely made up story, why did they even put that in there? What yeah. was the point of putting that in there? That, that sounds like a, a physical thing too. It's not even psychedelic. It sounds like they're trying to get up in the sky. Right. I think, yeah. And, and I, like, but I think that it, there's keys there yeah. in a lot of these stories where you have to look at and say, you know, maybe, maybe there is elements of truth to these stories, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and, um, you know, obviously there's, you know, the, the, the book of Enoch uh, where there's a lot of things that I think, um, if people looked at it, they didn't try to look at it from a religious standpoint. They just looked at it from a scientific standpoint that it would open their eyes to a lot of things. Yeah. But, my, but my point about the bricks is just that is that there are clues throughout the Bible where there's they might not have been as primitive as we think. Yeah. They, they had more technology than we give them credit for for the time period. Mm-hmm. But there's elements of that story that, that match up with science. And mm-hmm. so I, I think that that people need to take a second look at all these ancient stories and think that there, you know what, there is truth to these stories. I've heard someone say, uh, it was some guy on YouTube, he, he talked about if you 
if you read the Bible today and pretend it's happening now, yeah, the whole story changes. Yeah, it does absolutely because it does. you're you're sitting there thinking like, oh, way back when, oh, this time, that time, but was the cave people? Yeah, who's to say that their technology, their way of thinking, their their even their being was less than us? They're, they could have been superior in intelligence. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I don't. I know that people talk about brain capacity and thing evolving and changing with us, but it's not if it's that people say it's not that far or not that long ago, then they're pretty much us. Yeah. Because evolution, I, I love the evolution argument because um, it we're missing, we're missing millions of years from our ancestor to us. There should be like thousands of other species. Uh, I don't have the sources on that off the top of my head, but I, I do have a, th- I got deep into this stuff when I was younger. Like it, there's, there seems to be some type of, like we could do it today. We could almost do it today. Go to a planet, go to a moon or something and make a life that looks like us with DNA uh, and, I don't know, make it our slaves, make it build for us, make it do these things that you're talking about. And when I, when I have the conversations with people about you know ancient, ancient astronaut aliens, Love that show. I know a lot of it's bullshit, but I, you know, you can start there and then look at texts and look at stories and look at not just the Bible, but other ancient religions. Mm-hmm. Look at their stories, and it sounds like something was in the flesh here creating us. Or it was us coming back trying to educate the new people. Mm-hmm. And that's what's crazy is in most cases, look like us. That's us, but they're really big. So, like, that wasn't my next thing I wanted to get on was uh, giants, Nephilim, I think is what they're called in the Bible. Uh, giants is very common. And across all ancient religion, all religions of today, these big people that were here. And that's spooky to me because we're all about the same size today. Where are they at? Yeah, um, we are, um, on average, yes. Mm -hmm. But if you take the outliers, you take the big extremes, like, um, you know, like some of the aborigines, you know, that, you know, like five, three, five, four, you know, for for a male. And then you go to, you know, certain places in Africa where it's not uncommon at all to be over seven feet tall, you know. Mm -hmm. So if you take someone, let's just take basketball, for example. Um, and, unless there, there may have, I haven't watched much basketball since the nineties, so things could have changed, but you know, uh, Muggsy Bowes, uh, when I was growing up was the shortest NBA player. He was five, three, the tallest was Manute Bowl. He was seven foot seven. You put those two guys together. I mean, they don't look like the same species. Yeah, almost. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and so, and, and when we talk about giants, um, I think you have to put, when you're, when you're talking about giants, you think about well, what, what is it? What do they mean by that? Yeah. You know, where does it become? I, I, so I had a friend one time that um, he was he's from upstate New York, and we we're talking about the Great Lakes. And because uh, when, when I saw the Great Lakes for the first time, I was blown away. Yeah. How mad? Ocean. Looks like, yeah, exactly. Looks just like yeah. an ocean. So, you know, and it's like, well, when does when does a pond become a lake? Yeah. You know, yeah. when is it a pond? And when is a hill turn into a mountain? At what height? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. there could be. There, there could be a, a definition that I'm just not aware of. I never took the time to look it up. There could be. But a lot of it is just kind of like your own perspective. You know, one person might look at, 
at, at a at a body of water and say that's a pond because mm-hmm. they're from they grew up on Lake on Lake Ontario right. so they look at at a you know, lake we have around here and yeah. like that's a pond yeah. but to us it's a lake because it's the biggest thing we have around here so you know if you now the the Bible is pretty vague um, about a lot of the giants it talks about the only one well two actually so it, it talks about so Goliath um, if I'm not mistaken. If you do the math, um, I believe it's thought that he was roughly nine feet tall, if I'm not mistaken, something like that, like eight and a half to nine and a half. So we're right around nine feet, um, which is not impossible. Yeah, that's you know yeah. because we've we've had I don't remember what you know the, the tallest man you know the Gordon. What's the tallest man? Yeah, I think he was like eight and a half yeah. feet tall, like eight point four or something, like, you know, something like that. Um, so that's not unrealistic. Um, and I and I want to come back to Goliath because I. I I believe again in that story. There's some, there's some. Um, I don't know if it, what you want to call it, but there's some key eight eleven, eight eleven. Okay, Nine yeah, feet. yeah. So, God so, damn. so to say that Goliath, that that's perfectly reasonable yeah. that there could have been a nine foot guy. And, uh, and actually, I'll, I'll go ahead and cover it. So, in in the story of Goliath, there's uh, there's a couple of things that kind of make you question. Uh, again, I'm not questioning the the overall. You know, David being, you know, given the power by God to, mm. to, to, to defeat Goliath. I'm not even, I'm not even going in, into that. But Goliath, there's, a, there's two things in, in that story that strike me as a kid as being a little weird. Uh, and as I got older, Andre the Giant is the one who actually yeah. made me think, okay, there's something to this. So a lot of these people, like that guy that was 8'11", that he's pulled up, I'm assuming died young because just of a lot of health issues. Yeah. Most of them have extreme health issues. Andre the Giant, I believe, suffered from uh, double vision and several things like that. And that's a common thing with people that have, you know, pituitary gland issues and, and grow very, very large. Right, right. Well, so in the story of Goliath, it says that whenever he went out to the field to face David, it said that he was led out onto the field. Someone led him out onto the field. I always thought that was weird. Mm-hmm. Why is this 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 great warrior needs somebody to lead? What does that even mean? Yeah. And there's another thing. So it said that, that David was armed with a staff, a staff, one. But yet Goliath says to David, why do you come at me with sticks? Plural. So I think he suffered from double vision. I think he had depth perception issues, and that's why he had to be led out onto the field. And I believe that when he looked at David, he probably saw multiple staffs. And again, most people will be like, well, who cares about stuff like that? But yeah. again, it's little details in the Bible yeah. like that that make me think, you know, this is a real story. Because yeah. why would, if somebody's making up a story, why would they throw those types of details that don't make any sense? It's like really? imperfections. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, so, and so anyway, so, but, but so, so I think that, you know, the Goliath story, absolutely a guy nine feet tall, but probably had a lot of health issues. Doesn't mean that it wasn't amazing what David did, but true story. The only other example in the Bible that I'm aware of where it talks about specifics on the size is uh, King, uh, King Og. It's OG. And I believe in, um, I believe in um, uh, the, the Muslim world, he's referred to UG. Uh, but I believe it's still pronounced the same way. But anyway, um, he was an Amorite king, if I'm not mistaken. And some people consider him the last uh, of the Nephilim. He was, he was the last of that bloodline. Um, and so he... Um, he was defeated in a battle by the Israelites, but it says, and it doesn't tell how tall he was, but it says that his bed was 
13 feet long and six feet wide, I believe. So, so if we assume, you know, okay, if he's got a 13 foot bed, yeah. you know, he's probably 10 feet tall, yeah. something like that. Um, you know, but, but other than that, all the things that I can recall, it's more, um, they, they don't give specifics. Like they do talk about the Nephilim being, um, as tall as the cedars. The watchers, right? Like God, like God's watchers or whatever. Right. So the, like that? well, so yeah. And so in, in the, in the Bible, <laughs> um, they're referred to as the sons of God yeah. In Enoch, they're referred to as the watchers, but basically they were some type of angelic beings, some, some, some type of beings mm-hmm. that were with God and came down against against God's will, they, they came down and they had offspring. They, they, they had babies with, uh, with human women mm-hmm. and, um, and they were giants. So it makes you think like they're, they're not too big. You want to know? They're not too big. Well, but see, they, they can, well, see that's they the thing. Can... I don't know though. Um, and I, I need to go back and, and read. I mean, I'll be honest. It's been five to 10 years yeah. since I've, since I've really studied the Bible hard. But, um, to my knowledge, he doesn't talk necessarily about them being the, the the watchers or the sons of God being large, it was the offspring from them mating with with uh, with human women. The offspring were the giants. Those were the Nephilim. Okay. Um, and that's one of the reasons for the flood was to get them to get rid of them. You know that that was because God was very angry from them doing that. Um, and so you know, and and as far as I'm aware, there's no direct measurements given for them. Other than they, you know, say um, they are as tall as the cedars. That, that there is a verse in the Bible that talks about that, and you know, that could that that could be accurate, or could just be a metaphor. It could just be, oh, they, they're so tall, they're as tall as the cedars. You know, so you know, who knows? But um, but I think that it's not what we think of like these massive, you know, giant. Well, and the the other one is uh, whenever the. Uh, uh, when the Israelites were going to the land of Canaan, they and they sent spies in. The spies came back and said that we are grasshoppers compared to the Canaanites. You know, so again, so that would mean that they are these giants. You know, <laughs> yeah. but but if you take away, if you if you look at those as just being metaphors, you know, as tall as the cedars, we're as small as grasshoppers. If you're not looking at it from a scientific measurement standpoint, you're just looking at it as well. That's just the, uh, the way that they described mm-hmm. it. They were probably scared. And they said, you know, we're as small as grasshoppers compared to these people. We can't take them. Um, but I, what I think most likely is that it was simply these people that because of their DNA, they were extremely large. And maybe even because they were, you know, different types of beings, they were humans and these type of angelic beings, that maybe their offspring just had these health defects, maybe, you know, that, that caused their pituitary glands to malfunction. It caused, um, you know, growth hormones to, to pour into the body more than they should, mm-hmm. which is, you know, a lot of the reason for these people who have, I think it's even called like giganticism. Yeah. You know, yeah. Giant yeah. you know, and so maybe that was just very common in their bloodline in that they were seven, eight, nine, maybe even 10 feet tall. Um, and I've also heard another theory, and I don't know if it's true or not, because I'm, science is not my strongest suit. Uh, but I've been told uh, by people that there's evidence, when you're looking at fossil records, that there's evidence that uh, grav- not only gravity, but also our atmosphere was extremely different, made up of different chemicals mm-hmm. and, and back in the day, and that that possibly could have caused 
that would explain why people lived longer in the yep. Bible is because it didn't have as much strain on the human body back then. Um, you know, so anyway, but I, I don't know how tall these giants were, how mm. much were they, what we think of like Jolly Green Giant, you know, kind yeah, of yeah. thing, or were they just big people, large people? Super, super yeah. Big people. And I think if you look at it from that standpoint, um, it's not as much of a, yeah, yeah, you know, because I mean, you know, I mean, you look at pictures of Shaquille O'Neal next to a normal person. You know, he he looks like, you know, yeah. that, that's that's not that. It almost looks like a different species, almost. Right. You know, and so if you have a line of people, a group of people who all share that DNA, and they're all large like that, mm-hmm. you would view them as, hey, that's that's a city of giants over there. Yeah, with with everything that you've learned so far in your life, what do you believe simply happens when we die? Um, such a simple question yeah really Um, well well first let me um, there's there's one thing that uh, let's let's start with it from a scientific standpoint let's start there so um, you're going to start on science and not not religion no that's where I'm going to start and I'm going to start there for a second because um because that well, that's where I'm the least knowledgeable at, and so I have to go off of, uh, you know, I have, to, I have to put my faith in the people yeah. that they're telling me the truth. The people that are experts in that field. Yeah, so get vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I kind of shot myself in the foot. Off. <laughs> no, no, but um, uh, no, but like, so for example, like, um, and I'll give you this thing, but like with like. Um, the the fourth dimension, for example, um, you know uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson and uh, Carl Sagan, people like that. You know, I've heard them explain that. And even though that's definitely outside of really of my understanding, mm-hmm. I believe what they're saying to be true, and it does make sense when you hear them explain that. Um, but but one thing, so like, um, you know, our bodies. We, we have electrical pulses that go through it. You know, yeah. that, I mean, that's how, you know, the, the, the reason why, why I can't walk is because the electrical signal that goes mm-hmm. from my brain doesn't make it down to my legs without getting distorted at the, the break of my spinal cord. Right. So, um, you know, and, and if you believe the laws of physics that we know today, you know, energy cannot be created or destroyed. So when you die, that energy has to go somewhere. If it's no longer, you know, and again, unless I'm mistaken, it's electrical, you know, current that causes your heart to beat. So if that stops, if all these electrical currents stop, your brain stops. And I know that, you know, um, they've done brain scans. They say, you know, the brain stays active for a short period of time after you're dead. Um, But eventually it stops. Mm -hmm. That brain activity stops. Those electrical currents stop. It's no longer going up and down your spinal cord. Heart stops beating, all that. So where does that go? Where does that electricity go? And no one, I've never heard, I've heard people like um, somebody who you and I think both have respect for, um, 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 Jordan Peterson. You know, Jordan Peterson, you know, talks a lot about consciousness, you know. And the more that I've listened to him, I think he, because he doesn't like, well, he he does it more now, but he used to not really like to get into religion because he didn't want people saying, oh, you're only saying that because you're a Christian or something like that. Um, you know, but so I think a lot of times when he's talking, um, some of the things that when he says consciousness, Christians and other people would say your soul, you know. Yeah. Um, and um, no one really knows what consciousness is. 
what causes it and what happens to it after you die. And so, so if, if for just sake of this conversation, if we can say that when you talk about someone's soul and we talk about consciousness, if we can say for the sake of this conversation, those are the same thing. All right, so if we say that's the same thing and we say that that's what lives on. Well, and, and we know from science that, that that energy that's in your body has to go somewhere. Well, where does it go? What happens to that? But I think that there's a connection there because obviously when the electricity, when that electrical current stops going to your brain, your consciousness stops. I mean, I'm assuming I've never died, yeah. but let's just yeah. assume that that's the case. So, so what happens to that? If energy can't be created or destroyed, it has to go somewhere. And I think that it is very possible when you listen to people, and I would encourage anybody who's listening to this, go listen to Carl Sagan or Neil deGrasse Tyson explain the fourth dimension. Neil deGrasse Tyson does a really good one where he uses ants. He talks about the fact that ants live in a two-dimensional world. To them, the third dimension doesn't exist. That, that's, that's, you know, so if you take something from their two-dimensional world, put it into the three-dimensional world, to them it disappeared. But yeah. it's there to us. Well, if there's a fourth dimension, it's, I think that it is very possible, you know, possible because I don't yeah. know, that that energy that's in our body that, that is responsible for our consciousness, is responsible for our soul, that goes somewhere. And I think if you're looking at it from, uh, if you're wanting to just look at a scientific standpoint, you say, well, it's possible that maybe somehow, and I don't know how, it goes into that fourth dimension. And that's where and that's that's where our consciousness goes. And and that's why now the problem with that is yeah, it is energy it, is it transferable to, or is that something else? That's well, where I get. Well, is, you know, is it we something can, else. Um energy like the what's powering your heart, yeah, electrical energy, electricity. Something else. Yes, energy fuels us, and that's what, you know, it can't be cre or, uh, created nor destroyed, so where does it go? It goes into our physical universe. That's, that's what I think. Is, but, but, but shouldn't we be able to measure that if that's the case? If, yeah, that's true. Shouldn't we be able, shouldn't doctors, scientists be able yeah. to measure this energy leaving, leaving that, going, that body? Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I, I think that it goes somewhere that we don't quite understand yet. Um, and, uh, and that's the, a good point. The, the fourth dimension, yeah. I think, is just a possibility. I don't know that, yeah. that that's true. Um, but, you know, you and I have talked about this before. Um, you know, it, dogs, for example, you know, can hear sounds that we can't. Yeah. Um, hummingbirds, the, the way that they know, you know, which, which flowers to go to is because that nectar puts off an ultraviolet light that we don't see, but right. they see. So we, we definitely know from a scientific standpoint that there are we're limited by our senses. Human beings are limited. Even though we're living in this world with other animals, they are, their senses are different, yeah. and they, they experience this world, this reality, differently than we do. We're limited. Every, every living creature is limited by its senses. And so I think that, that it is unarguable, I think, that, that there are things that are going on in our in our world, in our reality, they're there, but we can't experience it. And I think that that is where psychedelics come in, where it breaks that barrier and it allows us to experience some of those things. Um, now, now I, I know that you know people. Uh, a lot of stories, you know, people talk about that they feel that when they when they take psychedelics, that they leave and go somewhere else. That I can't I can't explain because I've never experienced that. 
But if I'm just looking at it from a scientific standpoint, and I've also heard people say that maybe, you know, if they don't have what they call breaking through and they just have, you know, maybe they just do a small amount, they just see, you know, things different. Channel change. Yeah, and they see yeah. geometric shapes and they, they their vision, what they're seeing. So maybe that stuff, you know, again, people say, oh, they're hallucinating, or maybe that's reality, but our senses can't one. pick it up. Yeah, we just both, can't. Both are real. Yeah, exactly. Real. And they're coexisting at the same time. Yeah. But we can only experience this, this physical thing. I could touch this table, yeah, yeah. but there could be other things that my senses can't pick up on. And yeah. now when we die, I think that, I, I definitely think that our consciousness goes somewhere. Um, and and, I, and, I, I, and the reason why I brought up the electrical thing is because since we can't really explain what happens to that electrical current, and we can't, and, but it has to go somewhere. If you believe the laws of physics, it has to go mm. somewhere. It has to still exist. So to me, that's why whenever people say, oh, well, you, when you die, your consciousness just dies. Well, you can't even tell me what consciousness is. You can't tell me that it goes away. You know, there, you, you can't convince me that it doesn't live on in some way. Where it goes, I don't What's, know. What, what, this is the simplest argument. I haven't even told, I think I brought The simplest argument I have for that is like, you die when you die, consciousness dies. How do you explain? I I think that it is ridiculous to to think that the consciousness just just simply disappears. Yeah. Um. I. Um. You know, and I. You know, I don't know. Um. You know, there there's a lot of religions that um have some type of idea of reincarnation. Um. On on different different levels. Right. You know, not necessarily. You know, I think when people think of reincarnation, they think, oh, that you are aware that you now are a, new, a different person or a different, you know, creature or whatever. Yeah. I don't think that's necessarily the case. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of stories of children, like, it was like under the age of eight or something like that, that have um, memories or whatever of like a past life. And it's easy to write that off as kids' imagination. But yeah. there's one story that I watched one time. Um, and and I, I did some research other than just this YouTube video, and it does seem like it's pretty documented. So I did it did occur. There was a young boy who um, was having these very very vivid dreams and memories of being a fighter pilot in World War II, mm-hmm. and he drew out a, these sketches and stuff like that, these these battle scenes. And when shown to people who were at the battle, I believe it was Midway, they said that's the Battle of Midway. And, and I mean, I mean, we're talking like five, six, seven years old, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, his, and um, he was really, you know, into planes. And so his parents took him when he was very young to an air show. And his mom said something like, you know, oh, look, that, that one has bombs on it. Mm-hmm. And he said, that's, those aren't bombs, mom. That's a drop tank. That's a fuel tank. A drop tank. And <laughs> how would this, like, you know, six-year-old kid know that? Yeah. And um, so anyway, long story short, he at some point was having memories of, of like people's names, like he actually knew some people's names, and um, and he knew like a squadron's name or something like that. Well, he ended up being invited to a reunion uh, for a certain squadron, and he knew these guys. He talked to them. He called them by name. Talked How to old is he? Like I mean, like under eight, I believe. Like Gordon, is this the story, or is this something different? He he sent me a story of something like that about some kid, yeah, at, uh, a plane, but like really blew a lot of these veterans away. They're like, 
you know, and they couldn't explain it. You know, they're like, how is I've heard, this? I've heard, of, have you heard the uh, guy, um, he was, he's actually a doctor, but he got meningitis. He died and he met, he was, him and his, well, he didn't know, he was orphaned as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, died, went, had this, I call it a psychedelic trip, but he went through this tunnel, saw this butterfly, this butterfly led him up into this light and then it turned beautiful girl he's ever seen and he's married. He, he survives comes back reading the paper one day and he sees this girl had died like shortly before him in a car wreck and he's that's the girl i saw he just goes obsessively investigating her she has a different la- a crazy last name let me learn about her and they were brother and sister yeah. it was all backed by like by fa- i looked in that i was like holy shit let me and, and correct me if i'm wrong but when you when you die isn't it true yeah, that your body releases level higher levels of DMT? Because it, yeah. DMT is naturally occurring in your body, but just in low levels. But I believe when you're when you die or when you're starting to die, your body maybe not all the time, but I believe it releases higher levels of it. Yes, which I think explains why a lot of people have, you know, vision. My, my grandmother, for example, when she was dying in the nursing home. She was talking about her mother. She was. She asked my dad one time. She was mm-hmm. like, she was like, she was like, did you see? You know, you know, she whatever. She I don't even remember now what she called mm-hmm. her. You know, my dad's like, no, I didn't. You know, and, and she's like, oh well, she has a room upstairs. There wasn't an upstairs to this nursing home. You know, it was one story, but but it was real to her. And again, and people will say, oh, she's hallucinating. It's like, well, or maybe she's getting ready to die, and her body's releasing DMT, and she's actually seeing something that we don't see. Now, I'm not saying that I believe in, in reincarnation necessarily, but um, just just what if? And I know, gosh, I hope my mom doesn't hear this. But, like, but just what if? What if, you know, you know, what if it's one of those things where you die and it's like, if, if you don't get it right the first time, you got to do it over again, you know? And, and now, now and that's why I say, well, define doing it right. Well, I, I don't know, but it's whatever God determines. So if God doesn't feel that you've lived up to your potential or that you've, li- you've lived the life the way that he wanted you to, you got to do it over again. And, and really, I mean, life, again, going back to Jordan Peterson, Jordan Peterson, if you ask him the meaning of life, he'll say suffering. Suffering is the meaning of life. And I believe that he's right, because if you never know bad, then you can yeah. never appreciate good. You know, which is yes. one of the reasons why Bill Maher recently, um, uh, I was very surprised see, to see a, beer, a Bill Maher video on PragerU. Yeah, he was. I haven't seen. I've heard he's like, cha- yeah, doing he, some he, stuff. Well, yeah. well, he's been a Democrat for so long, but he's what I call like a 90s Democrat. Yeah. He's not one of these people. That's he's probably like, what I would have been. Yeah. yeah. But now he's like this. Okay, y'all are taking this stuff way too far. You know, I- injecting a four-year-old with testosterone because she likes to play with G.I. Joes. So you're going to give her a sex change at four. You know, yeah. he's like, you're going way too far with this stuff. So, yeah, Democrats are not the same that they used to be. Uh, it used to be a very different thing. Um, but... He, um, he, he put out a video recently where he's talking about, well, the video was on PragerU, but I believe it's just from a show, um, where he was talking about, you know, if you want to really see oppression, you need to get a passport and go to another country. And it really does make, make you appreciate the world. Like when I was, uh, the summer between my eighth and ninth grade uh, year in school, uh, I went on a mission trip through church down to Ensenada, Mexico. It's a place called City of Children. Mm-hmm. It's an orphanage down there. And, uh, you know, we, we built buildings for them and stuff like that. And um seeing that was my first time seeing extreme yeah. poverty like yeah. 
poverty you only see in movies. And it's real easy when you're watching a movie to just kind of just, oh, yeah, that exists. But when you see it, it's a different story. Then in Iraq, gosh, seeing these, you know, people living, you know, you know, three, three or four families living in a house that it's been, it's, it's in ruins because it's been, it was bombed in, in the 80s when, when there was the Iraq-Iran war. Mm-hmm. It was bombed in the, nine, in the 90s yeah, when it was the Gulf like War. They're, they're going through hell. Yeah. I mean, they haven't done anything. It's it's it um, makes you really appreciate you know what what we have and um, you know so well oh, go ahead. I, here's like a possibility and I've thought of this like and this this would be fucking cool if the, uh like a simulation video game type thing and it's gonna sound sickening and I I don't like seeing bad shit happen to people I I it I get I start sweating crazy ass video. I do appreciate my life and you can ask her in there like how happy I am and I know how blessed I am stuff and heard the stories and, and that but what if when you die you if you were good enough you get to pick your next character if yeah. you weren't you're going through hell in this life yeah like there's a lot of reincarnation there's a lot of things that have especially with the recent passings that we had like a lot of weird things that happen and that daughter of mine in there i'm like what if he was good enough to be to play again yeah. that is so spooky to me but like when it comes to energy mm-hmm. and simulation and the 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 because the universe is written in mathematical code right like we we are learning that like it is everything is there's constants and things like that there's laws what if we're in this bubble of a game and you leave it, and you can, it all depends on how you played it, what happens. Yeah. And that's judgment. And I, who's judging us? I don't know. I don't, I don't, you know, whatever. But like, that's always fascinated me is like, what, when it comes to energy, what if the energy stays here, you know, but then you get to play again or get, su- or suffer yeah. more or less? Yeah, I've he, always thought of, of that. People, a lot of smart people believe that it, we might be in a simulation. Elon Musk believes, you know, it's very possible that we live in a simulation, you know. And um, I think he's half alien. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I truly don't. You know, the, the question of what happens to us, we die, I don't know. But I don't write off any anything, yeah. you know. And I don't, I, I don't get so locked into... Um, any one religion's view of that because none of us have died so it's kind of it it's kind of hard to put that into a religion because it's all just it really it's just all theoretical because right. we don't know and um but but I, I do think that that's possible and that doesn't change my faith in any way because life is suffering life i don't care who you are everybody has their struggles yeah, everybody has hardships they have to go through and so, yeah, you can definitely make the argument that if you have to keep replaying over and over again, then that's hell. You know, one of the things that I think is kind of interesting, you know, whenever you read, you know, like a lot of like these, um, you know, back whenever um, vampires was real popular, stuff like mm-hmm. that, you know, um, the idea of being a vampire and living forever, no, you know, nobody really wants to be immortal. Yeah, no. You don't want to live forever. You know, that's you're constantly watching your loved ones die over mm-hmm. and over again every relationship you make you know that that would be hell that mm-hmm. would be and and 
Now, and the only, I guess, kind of argument I had against that is because, well, you don't remember your your past life, and so it's not so so it's not building upon. You're not getting you know, more and more suffering. Um, but like you said, well, if you weren't a good person, you know, in your first life, then you do it over again, and now you have to be raised in a a war torn country like Iraq. There's those like there's that. those hippie hippie motherfuckers that believe in yeah, like you you die and it's ascension, like you like we're the ants. So yeah. like if, if if you die and you leveled up, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We'll call, we'll call it a no, level yeah. up. Yeah. You're you're us looking at the ants. Mm-hmm. And but we're the ants. So we can't see their perception and, and, and the brain and the world we live in, we can't see what's going on on this next level, fourth, fifth, whatever dimension. And but they can. Yeah. It's always a step down. And that with my experience with, with DMT outside of this country, uh you you get that sense of a level, like, hey, I'm going through this level, I'm in this level, I'm in this level, and each level is just as real as this conversation, mm-hmm. but you're not, when you're there, you're not, you don't have a name, you don't, you're not this, you don't have a name, height, weight, age, mm-hmm. loved ones, you don't know your language, you don't know your, what is crazy to me is when you're, you don't know your language, you're sitting here trying to describe this feeling and interact in this perception, whatever dimension, whatever you want to call it. You don't have a language. to, So you're in there like a baby. You're in there like a baby and you don't know how to communicate. But you know, just like hopefully our baby knows we're standing over him. You're loved. Right. Right. And and it could be just as dark, too. You're hated. You're punished. You're dark. And for me. If, if the same question, like it, it is a. It is this life, I think the meaning of this life is testing. We're, we're like in a test to elevate our universal like consciousness of understanding of love. Um, have you read or under, you probably have. I'd be very surprised and I'd fucking love to get you uh, if you haven't read this. Need to. But if you glance at any of the law of one. Law of one. Egyptian law, like the law oh, of one. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know, yes, yeah. I know what you're talking about. They, they talk about love light and light yeah, love. Right. And yeah. That when I read that, I'm like, that is psychedelic. That is dying. That is levels to this shit. Like hell. Like, and for I don't know. For me, it's this life is so joyous. It's so fun. It's so cool to age through it. Like you said, being immortal would be would be hell. Like you you would. We see the we're in a great spot in life now. Like when you want time to just stop, that would suck. Like I, I say, oh man, I wish time would stop. I want her to stay little and pretty and just mm-hmm. not grow up. Do I though? No, I, I want her to. I don't want to stay right here mm-hmm. because I don't get to see the joy grow and change and evolve. And I don't, so for me, yeah, it's, it's definitely, like you said, perception. It's definitely, I believe something can leave the body or is in control of the body maybe outside of us. Uh, and we return to that. But let me ask you this, is, is this life a test? Like does what matter in this li- what we do matter in this life matter in the next life? I'm drinking a little bit. I'm with you. Yeah, you um, think it does? I think that that is a 
that's a that's a pretty common belief throughout all religions all over the world all cultures that yes i, I mean because if not it's almost within what what's, what's the, the point, point? Yeah. yeah so i i do i do believe that and and you know and I, you know I, I definitely try my best in life to make determinations between what i know and what i believe right you know i try real hard whenever i'm discussing something with someone you know i know this because of facts but then there's things that i believe that i can't base on any facts there might be circumstantial evidence that i can point to to say that leads me to that conclusion yeah. um but yes, I believe that um, I don't fear dying. I do fear the way I'm going to die. That, yeah. that does, that, that at, at, time, at times in my life, that has, you know, yeah, um, been something. But, yeah. but not death, because I truly believe that there is something after this life. What that is, I don't know. And I'm probably never going to know until I get there. But I do believe there's something after this life. And I do believe that if I do, if, I do my best here, you know, doesn't mean you have to be perfect, but if I do my best to live my life, you know, and it's not just according to the Bible, like, you know, like, you know, there's uh, the, the story in the, in the Bible, the parable of, of the talents, you know, God, it definitely seems like in, in the old, well, in, in the Bible in general, that, that God wants you to live up to your abilities, you know, so just like, you say, okay, well, I don't want to sin. I don't want to do anything the Bible says to sin. So I'm just going to lock myself up in a room and just not interact with anybody. Yeah. That's not what God wants. God wants you to live up your potential. God wants you to experience the world. And, and it, again, my belief off of, you know, for, that's what I believe. And I believe that, you know, like, like we just said, if you never experience bad, you don't appreciate good. If you never travel outside this country, you don't see how good we have it. Yeah. You know, if you if you've never seen a beautiful sunset, you know, you, you don't appreciate it. You know, right, if you've never right. seen a storm, you know. You yeah. Know. So um, I, I think that that definitely you have to get out there in the world. You have to live in the world, but you have to rise above it. You, you have to you have to be better than just what is expected of you by the right. world. And, and if you do your best. You live up to your potential and you do your best to i think the greatest thing you know if i learn anything from andy griffith you know living by the golden rule i truly believe that if more people i really i think you can boil pretty much all religions down to treat other people how you would want to be treated yes you know and um and and i think if people if more people live that way i, I think that's kind of well Jordan peterson says you need to treat yourself the way you would treat the someone you love because most time we don't you know, I think that's a very well, good thing. That's you probably know, how I should look. Well, your daughter, you're only going to yeah. feed your daughter things that you know are good for, yeah. but yet you're going to go eat a cheeseburger, yeah, you yeah. know. And so Jordan Peterson says, treat yourself how you would treat someone you love. Yeah. And then if you do that, and then if you look at it, you're going to treat other people the way you want to be treated. If you do those two things, I think it's that's at least a good start, you know, right yeah. there. And then you can pick whatever religious beliefs you believe are are best in line with what you think to, to live your life. But if you go by those two things, and, and but then, then I think that's a definitely a good start. And I think if you live up, if you do your best, I don't want to say live up, do your best, truly do your best to live up to your potential and truly do your best to treat other people fairly and do the right things and not, you know, you shouldn't take advantage of people, hurt people intentionally that if you do those things then yes i do believe that when you die there is something after this life and i believe it's better than this life so i don't fear death because of that because even though i don't know what it is i do believe it's going to be better than do you uh 
because <clears throat> I thought about this because thinking about this life and the only thing constant in this life is you think that there is an eternal event. Again, we talked about time. Yeah. I, and that's another thing is there's no, when you, it is the same. Believe it is. Would like to say I know, but I really, really strongly believe it has something similar. And psychedelic trips, it's, it, it's not, it's, yeah, this is hell, but it's going to change eventually. Okay. And, or it's very, very good, and I got to go back and suffer. Or I got to, you know, like, it, do you think that if you're good enough, by whatever rules we set, among, let's not call it religion, let's just say, we'll just use the, uh, the law of one, love light. Let's just say you're perfect and love light. You're like, you're the perfect human. You think that when you die, you go somewhere for the rest of your consciousness, spirit, soul, whatever it is, the rest of that, of that exi its existence. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know um, whether it's one place or multiple places. Mm -hmm. Either way, I believe that it's, that it's better. Right. You know, um, and, um, you know, I I think that you know you know the especially if you want to talk about it from a religious standpoint, it does seem like you know especially if you look at you know the the, the religions of Abraham, you know uh, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, um, that that those all have the viewpoint of God is somewhere. And you will go to where he is, and that's that's paradise. You know, right. I believe, believe Hindus call it Nirvana. You know, that's uh, where uh, best rock band ever. But you know, <laughs> um, but I, I, I do. I, I, th I mean, now, now, does that mean that you stay in the exact same place forever? Yeah. No, I, I don't necessarily think that it's that. But I do think that if you, I, I think that it's very possible that if you, like, like we were saying, if you don't get it right. You got to repeat it, you know, right. and maybe it's worse. I mean, what you're saying, if you do do good, then you get to have a better one the next time. But I do think at some point, you know, and, and, and possibly that's what's happening prior to Judgment Day. Because one thing that's always kind of, kind of been a little bit of a, I don't want to call it a problem, but just a, a little bit of an issue that I've had, you know, every funeral you go to, people say, oh, they're in heaven now, and so-and-so is looking down on you now. Okay. But... In the Bible, it says that no. If, if you if you read the Bible exactly literally, no one, no human is in heaven yet. There are heavenly beings, but that doesn't happen until Judgment Day because everyone is judged at the same time. It says the dead will walk the earth again, and everyone, the living and the dead, will be judged at the same time. So what I think is possible is that yes, what you're saying. So like. You, you die, you're a good person, so you got to do it again, unfortunately, mm -hmm. but but it's going to be better for you. In a cycle. Right, until uh, Judgment Day. And then when Judgment Day comes, then then it's permanent, maybe. Is that the know? same thing as like our, our apocalypse or whatever it is, like our rapture? Is right, the same yeah. thing? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like God ends all humans and then judges the dead and the living right, all at the same yeah. time, uh -huh. and then... Whatever. Yeah, so um, that's a damn video game, bro. Yeah. Isn't that Gordon? That's a, that is a that is a te that's a version of a video game being updated. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's uh, Revelations. Um, Revelations is a hard book. I, in college, I took a class on Revelations, and it's a very hard book. 
yeah. um, to understand. It really is. Um, and if you view it from, and again, in the Bible, it's so hard to know what should be viewed as literal and what should be viewed yeah. as metaphors. It's hard. Um, so, so again, I, I don't know what happens, but I do believe that if you do, if you try your best to do what's right here, that what comes after is going to be better. And I think that it's very possible, possible, again, mom, yeah. if you're listening, possible, yeah. I think it is possible that we might have to do this life over, you know, yeah. multiple times. Why not? But then at some point, I do believe that, that there is going to be a judgment day where, where it is decided your fate. And and if you, you know, and and, and you go, and you, you to where paradise you go to where God is, and it could be in the fourth dimension, it could be on Nibiru, yeah. planet Nibiru yeah. somewhere. If nobody, if somebody's listening, don't know what that is, please, you know, that's a good one. Do some stuff on Nibiru. Look that up, because um, that's that. That's a, we can talk about that. We'll yeah. talk about the Book of Enoch one day. I think but, that um, I think that probably Nibiru and this whole universe mm-hmm. that is governed by these laws right. is probably just this version. I think like, yeah, you're coming back. Let's just call this version a uh, third version, 3.0. Hey, you know, you're back in the 3.0. Or you can the higher dimension, yeah. live this love light type thing in a better, better way, but you never stop. Mm-hmm. Like for me, and probably this is, near the end but like for me the whole idea of the bible and jesus and really this that stuff you're right it's kind of washed but it, for me is i don't i've never gotten the insider grasp and this is let me hold on that what if that's why i'm here what if that's why so and so's what if i am the iteration that is coming up with these ideas hmm. Maybe it's not Satan. Maybe it's not, oh, you're not following this to the T, so it's bad. Maybe we're making it better. Maybe we are the iteration and the consciousness that makes it a little more, be a little better, learn a little more. And so, where's I going? So, like, yeah, so when, so when we die, like, I don't ever get, I would, in the psychedelic side of it, I would never get the sense of permanent. It's not permanent, no matter what. And for me, that is so. Like in religion, two things is, and we can go into this real quick: is is the belief in Jesus, the God that I believe in, doesn't give two shits about this prophet, this son of God, because there's a bunch of them, a bunch of them. Doesn't give a shit which one you believe. We'll just we'll say it's your religion. Treat others like you want to be treated. That's what he cares about. Mm. And I, I don't, there's, I grew up with people that weren't allowed to dance oh, at yeah. high schools. Uh, yep. Yeah, we, by high school, we didn't have dances. Like, we had, we like, had a senior banquet. Yeah. Like their religion <laughs> wouldn't allow them to dance. Right. So, no, we're here to dance. We're here to fucking dance, dude. <clears throat> we're here to have that type of experience and, and love and laugh and, and excel and, it, and push us farther. The crazy thing about humans is we innovate. So why the f- so if we're innovating in technology and better engineering and things like that, we're not an engineer. We're, you think we're not innovating consciousness? We are. I think we are. One of the 
you know, people get so hung up on Jesus that the, the purpose of Jesus coming was to die for our sins. Well, that, if you, if, yes, but there, that's not the only purpose. Yeah. A big part, I mean, really, the majority of what he preached about, or a lot of it, was was that it was putting away the old laws that had been created by the Jewish Pharisees. You know, things that, where <laughs> they had taken God's laws, and then they had put more, you know, more rules on top of that. And Jesus is like, no, like, that's not... That, that's he was not there to change it, the 3.1, yeah. 3.2, right, yeah. 3.3. Yeah, and... Um, you know, so I, I um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know, but I, I would say that definitely, I think people get too hung up on the, the rules and don't want to look and don't look at the big picture because, and also if you're a Christian, then if you really believe the text, then you can't get to heaven by doing good works. It has to be in your heart. It has to be you. It has to be what you believe. And, and so if you're all just focused on the rules, doing everything, you know, by these set rules that some man wrote down, um, and I'm going to leave the Ten Commandments out of them because according to the Bible, they were written by the hand of God. Um, and, um, but, but if you leave those out of them, you know, the rest of them, I mean, it's, it's rules. Jesus didn't come down barking rules. That's not what he did. Yeah. You know, he, he wanted people to view it more, see the big picture of it. You know, and understand, you know, that it's not just do these things or else you're going to go to hell. It's you want to be a good person because you want to be with God. You want to have a better life after this, this existence that's full of pain and suffering, especially for the time period. You know, life was horrible for people back then. I mean, just, you know, mm -hmm. having, you know, just finding clean water was difficult for a lot of cultures, you know, still is to this day, you know. So, you know, I think that, yeah, people get way too hung up on that and people need to, to think that and, and also look at the common ground between religions, you know, because, you know, most religions really, if you boil them down, if you take the rules out of it and you look at it, it's just be a good person. It, it's, it's be good to other people and um, take care of people, you know, um, and, uh, you know, so I, that's that's what I think people need to focus. Ron, and I, I know a lot of people that I grew up with, you know, I, gosh, from the time I was born until I graduated from high school, every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday night, I was at church every summer, went on church, you know, youth group trips and stuff like that. And uh, I went to a, a Christian elementary school, Christian high school, went to a Christian college, uh, which I'm, I'm glad I did. I went for a girl. Uh, mm -hmm. That's why I went to Lipscomb in the first place. But I'm glad that I did nice. because it was a very good school. Yeah. Um, but uh, and it answered some of the questions that I because see when I was in the Marines I had um, I viewed myself as being a Christian because yeah. that's what I've been taught my whole life yeah. and I had these two two buddies of mine that were both very very intelligent guys um, and they used to pick me apart all the time about religion and stuff like that you know they're like uh, the Da Vinci Code had came out about that time yeah. period and stuff and um, and I just didn't have any answers you know and then I get to college and. Um, and, and it helped. It helped mm -hmm. a lot because I had some professors that were doing exactly what you and I are talking about, where mm -hmm. they're like, don't focus so much on these rules. Look at the big picture. Look mm -hmm. at, you know, and also don't don't focus so much on whether or not every single word in the Bible is is inspired by God. Look at it as the overall story. What uh, is it telling you? Jacob, that's what he said. It, it, Jacob, 
Jacob talks a lot, man. God, he talks a lot about the Bible and he knows the scripture. Oh, you're, you're MMA buddy. Yeah, yeah. and he, uh, he, but he said something. He said, y'all have to understand the Bible isn't a scientific book. Book on how to, how to, how to, Right. How to be, how to live. It's a, it's a rule of how to be in, as a humanity. Yeah. A scientific book. Right, yeah. He's like, so y'all need to quit treating it like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, right. you know, the, the story of creation, um, well, there, there's, there's really two stories of creation in the Bible. There's, there's the Genesis that everybody talks about, but then it's also, uh, again, in the book of Job. Uh, the book of Job is a weird book. Um, and uh, God is kind of angry, and he's basically like saying to Job, like, how are you? Why are you questioning me? Look at what I've done, kind of thing. And that's where uh, Leviathan, uh, mm-hmm. the story of Leviathan. That I mean, if you read it, it sounds like a dragon to me. Um, and um, it, you know, um, but anyway, but there's there's the the Bible. Those the story of creation was not meant. It was written to very uneducated people, you know, mm-hmm. and it was not meant to be. This is how, from a scientific standpoint, the world came to be. That's not the point. The point of it was that an intelligent creator created us. Hmm? That's what it's that. That's the point of it. And that there was there there was a plan in place. It wasn't random. You know, I believe in evolution, especially micro uh, evolution. You know, uh, macro evolution. You know, being that species evolve into other species. Mm-hmm. Micro evolution, where we know that's true because human. I mean, there's people are being born today. You know, that, that don't have. Uh, you know, don't have gallbladders and don't have mm-hmm. wisdom teeth because we don't need stuff like that anymore. Yeah. We, we are evolving. Micro evolution, without a doubt, is real. We know that. I agree. Um, and um, but but and so to me, evolution. I don't care if you want to look at it from a scientific standpoint or you want to look at it as that God put that in place to happen. Either way, it's it's a, a thought-out plan. Yeah, that's his rules. Yeah, that's I, that's it's the rules point. of, of right. this, what we are. That's the rules. And I, and I believe that the purpose of the creation story was just to simply let people know you're not an accident. There were, you, were, you were created by an intelligent creator for a purpose, and there was a plan in place. Now, what, what, who that creator is, I don't know. But that you know, you know, I I don't know, and, and what was the purpose? I don't know that either. Yeah. But but I do believe that that we were created for a purpose and by an intelligent creator, and that's what I think we should take away from the creation story in the Bible. Yeah, great man. Well, this has been fun. I enjoyed it. This this is awesome. Uh, just we'll call it on this. Um, we're gonna have to do it again. God, there's. I feel like you and I could do like 50 podcasts. There's <laughs> go over and just focus on one thing at a time. Very, very intelligent, very knowledgeable. And I appreciate you coming on, man.